Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable. This month is Metal Month, and this week is System of a Down. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with... I'm Dax. Jared. This is Tyler here. And once again, this week we are talking about System of a Down. This is Jared's pick for Metal Month. That's metal. Jared, how did you feel about listening to System of a Down this week? I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought you might. I had not listened to some of the older songs in quite a while. I periodically go back to the two most recent albums Hypnotize somewhat and often mesmerize. and enjoy most those recent, quite a bit. As in 15 years ago. Correct. <laughs> Which is astounding. <laughs> um, the fact that those albums are that old is very strange It is me. weird. Oh, I, okay. I didn't know. I thought you'd ask me a question. And this is checking. Oh, I'm sorry. Does All it right. not feel good to have people interrupt you when you talk to I Derek? think I'd like to talk for a brief minute and then I'm going to go home. Go ahead. Uh, I like them. They were very good. I had a good week. See you guys next week. Wait, wait, wait. wait. It was a joke against Jared being a total rude boy. <laughs> I'm not a rude boy. <laughs> How am I rude for calling uh, somebody out for asking me a question and interrupting me? Continue. Thank you. I like their music quite a bit. I uh, saw them l- live in Chicago at Riot Fest a few years ago, and it was very good. This guy uh, offered me some drugs, and I said, no, thank you. I'm good. And then because, uh, well, one of the reasons was I was not with uh, the friend that I went with. because He disappeared because what he wanted to do was sit down, and what I wanted to do was see Billy Idol. And so what hey. I did was walk away while he hey. ate pizza, and I watched Billy Idol, and then I went from Billy Idol to go watch System of a Down huh. without him. And so I was just watching him by myself, and I was like, man, I wish Caleb was here because wow. he would actually appreciate this as opposed to uh, nobody around me you except won the one, one guy that offered me a bump. And yeah. I was like, no, I'm well, not going to take this bump. You still was a bump. You still uh, won that one, though. Wow. I figured it was like you want to take a drag off of this like. Oh, this no, no. Joint. It was a bump. He had a whole pocket full of cocaine in his pocket. Pocket full of sunshine. A pocket full of cocaine <laughs> in his pocket. But, uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good show. I had wanted to see them for a long time, and they finally announced their Reunion after a brief hiatus. Yes. What year was that? Oh, five. Oh, six. No, yeah. I'm asking, when did you see them live? I think it had to have been, I think it was 16, 2016, 16. I believe. Okay. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've liked them since, man. Probably I don't know. 2005. No, earlier than that, because I knew Boom. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't really think that we got super into them until Mesmerize. When Mesmerize came out, we were quite into it. Yes. Like, I don't, I, I'm trying to think of what, if I knew anything else by them besides Boom. I, like, I think that I probably knew Chop uh, Suey. Sh- Chop Suey. We probably, and uh, everyone knew Chop Suey. We probably but everyone. I don't know if that's true. Like, I, I think because now everybody knows it because of, like, the meme culture and such. Well, yeah, that they, they, people don't remember when they don't remember things. Right. You know, like, oh, I've always known that Smash Mouth, you know, has been, like, this thing. But in reality, you know, like, it's not really true. Right. Most people didn't know Smash Mouth was a thing during the Mystery Men times, but they might have known it when Shrek came out. Whatever. I knew it before Shrek, for the record. Dude, uh, Disney's Extreme Skate Adventure. They were on the soundtrack. System of a Down. Anyways. I knew System of a Down. I knew before... I remember when uh, Mesmerize and Hypnotize came out. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I because rem- I remember the first song I heard was Cigaro, and I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. And then I heard Byob, and I'm like, I don't really know about this one because I know I listened to Toxicity. I remember System of a Down, and I've said this before, but System of a Down and um, and Rage Against the Machine are like very similar. They're close to me because I started listening sure. to both of those bands at the same time. They're both political. They're both metal based. Yeah, so metal based is really a key to that, though, yeah. is that both of them have elements of metal, but are not traditional metal right. by any means. Yeah, but they don't know where else to categorize them, so they right. For instance, when I reorganized my records last week or the week before, I put system, I put uh, Rage Against the Machine in metal. Oh, did you? Yeah, because I'm not gonna put it in punk. Yeah. So I don't know. They're kind of punk. 
but yeah, that, but it, they're it, more metal than punk. They're kind of rap. They're kind of metal. They're kind of punk. They are kind of a mixture. They're kind of odd. But anyways, anyway, but yeah, System so, of a Down is definitely one of the bands in metal. I think that has always been very difficult to categorize. What's interesting about the timeline of them is that their music kind of came out around the time that like new metal was really blowing up, and for the most part, people didn't really like new metal as a no. genre. Was not very critically like acclaimed. Like nobody, nobody went out and said, you know, it was a really, really good album was Corn. Like nobody, nobody liked a Corn album. But well, there they were did songs when it came out, that I suppose. I don't. I don't know. My, that, my cousin liked it. He owns Corn albums. I think you're talking about fans. critically, right? Yeah. But System of a Down was able to transcend that. They were within well, the yeah. new metal That's realm. That's because they're better. Well, yeah. They're not because it's like new metal is commercialized metal. Yeah. And they're not. They're not a commercialized group anyway. No. With the message or with their ideas, so you don't have to. They don't play by that game. Well, I, thank you for answering the question I was going to get to. I was going to ask what you thought it was about System of a Down that puts them over new metal at that time. They obviously transcended that, which is also in its own way very interesting because their first album came out in 98 and their last album came out in 2005. So in a seven-year time, they did a lot with their five albums that were released, especially considering two of the albums that they released were within the same year, both of which went to number one. That's true. The only other people that did that. Three consecutive albums go to number one? Cause t- no, no, no. Uh, two two, two number one ones year. in the same year. Oh, two number ones in the same year. That's right. The Beatles, the Beatles Guns N' Roses, Tupac Shakur, and DMX. Yes. Which is, I mean, they're in a, a hollowed fame. Eclectic yeah. group. Really. <laughs> Quite mm-hmm. the eclectic yeah, group. Yeah, kind of. You know, GNR is a little... They're good. It's whatever. They're a good band. My point is not... It wasn't even about the quality of the band. It I was know that, that everybody is very different. Yes. As like, I don't means. think that there's yeah, very many other categories where it's like, what uh, what do the Beatles and DMX have in common? Right. Well, it's pretty rare that any group comes out with two albums in the same year. Right. Especially that to that good. much acclaim. Yeah. Right. Well, that much acclaim is just an addition, but the fact they even release that much in a year is... I think that they had recorded most of if not all of hypnotize and mesmerize within the same time span and they planned it as a double album that would just had a six month gap in between them that's my understanding of the albums at least so i'd much rather see, rather see a two albums than a double album like released at once you know it gives you a I'm little breather a, time yeah and they were obviously able to capitalize on it because both albums went to number one right so that and might you don't be... usually see double albums go to number one so but even if it does it only it, it doesn't sell. Once. Yeah, it only does it once. Yeah, and it doesn't true. sell double the amount. That's a good point. It's a good marketing scheme. I'll give it that. What would you guys? Uh, we'll go ahead and get to this one. What would you guys say is their best album from your perspective? Ooh, that's a difficult question because I was thinking about that when I was listening. Because of course I listened in chronological order. Right. And I got to Toxicity. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to be the album I'm going to say is my favorite because this is they really came into their groove in Toxicity. Right. And then I listened to Hypnotize and I'm like. Uh, they really came into their groove in this album too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't like Toxicity is really an important album. I think in there, I mean that's probably the first place where they've kind of smoothed it out mm-hmm. to be what a lot of people know because it gets really, it's a lot, it's really like chimey and lots of like um, upper register type stuff in their first album. It's very high end. It's not as heavy. Uh, I you don't know. think it's as heavy. Not I think all, it's a not different collect- kind of not heavy. collectively. There's so much. There's like their first album has a lot of uh, repetitious like me- like tinging sa- type sounds, mm-hmm. very high end, high register, like top of the register sounds to me. That's how I felt about the first one, and then it starts to like smooth out a little bit. I don't know. I thought that I thought that the self titled release was not. It's probably their heaviest album from my perspective in a different way. It's a very different album for them because it's not by no means a traditional album but i think it's the one that stands away from their other albums the most that sounds a little bit more like a a, almost like a new metal sound but obviously still in its own stratosphere whereas all their other albums i there's just no way to say hey if you like system of down you should listen to x band because no other band i can think of really really sounds like system of a down they are within their own league 
of music from my perspective. I tried but I so think... hard. I mm. tried so hard to find things that sounded like System of a Down. You can't. I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, there are things that almost get kind of close, sort of. Right. But it's just not in the same ballpark. What do you think is the driving force behind that? Do you think that Serge Tankian's voice, is it the instrumentals? Is it just a, a whole lot of everything? Like, There's a few things. Like the vocals definitely mm-hmm. uh, give it, but the way they go about writing the melody that they put mm-hmm. into it, it is kind of unique. I would Pl- agree with that. Plus the vocal delivery is very percussive. Mm-hmm. And they use staccato type sounds regularly to break up the song into different portions. That's something that you don't see very much. His singing definitely is different. Well, and they have two singers with dramatically different voices. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that definitely And Darren really it. didn't come into the fold as a vocalist Not really as much until Mesmerizing Hypnotize. Right. He had, you know, he would do some backing, but there were moments, like if you look at like Lonely Day, yep. which is a song that is almost exclusively him, which is very different for them for sure. Um, it's interesting that they do have such different voices and then it took them almost their entire career before they really started to explore that end of it without having just Darren kind of be yeah. a side player. What's kind of weird about it is that Serge, Darren has the more normal like metal voice. Yeah. And Serge has the more weirder voice. Right. You know? So they started in kind of an odd place and then they played him into it because that register really, his voice is in a higher register mm-hmm. and it really fits with their music. Yeah. Not that Serge's voice definitely fits. Oh yeah, but in a more jarring way, mm-hmm. which is interesting, especially with the, with their message. So, I think there's that stuff. The melody is definitely a little bit different. The guitars are a little bit different. The songs are broken up, like section. There's there's more sections mm-hmm. to them. There's start and stop within the, each song. Like a lot of songs have a start and stop point, and you can tell where it's like transitioning to a little bit different thing. And it comes back into the previous idea at some point. And that's just a, like that stuff's just a lot different, really. So, Jared Dex, which ones were your favorite albums? Mine was probably Mesmerize. I would agree with that. I've always had. I mean, that was really the, my introduction album to Mesmerize, and I listened to that at such an alarming rate. I mean, they both Hypnotize and Mesmerize were both you know like. They're my two favorite albums by them, and they both have really good songs on them. Yeah, like I I really like the song. I like the song "Hypnotize." Good song. I like um, "Vicinity of Obscenity." Mm -hmm. She's like heroin, Mm -hmm. you know. But "Lonely Day" is a really good song too. Mm -hmm. Um, But "Mesmerize," I think, just like as a start to end album, is just better. It tells a better story and stuff. So yeah, I thought about it. I'm I'm not really sure still. Um, I think maybe "Hypnotize," but. At the same time, I think I would go back to toxicity more. Yeah. I but think, I don't know if I like it more. It's Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. I think that Toxicity is a very, very good album, but I think that Toxicity has a incredible, incredible back end. And I think that's what people really remember from Toxicity. If you look at Toxicity and you look at songs like Jet Pilot, Deer Dance, Needles, like some of the early songs... Even ATWA, I don't know if it's Adwa or if it's ATWA. I'm assuming it's Adwa, but it doesn't matter. Um, even those songs, like they're kind of blur in terms of their discography. But like Shimmy On is a astounding album. The fact that he had Shimmy, Toxicity, Psycho, Aerials, and even Arto, which is an interesting way to close out the album. Like all of those tracks are exceptional and that's why i think that i really enjoy toxicity is that there's some pretty good songs within the early part but that ending just blows well, you prison, away the opener is good prison song is a good song prison song is a good song as well yes and it gets the point out there you're not going to be questioning the album after that one right i i think that i think for me mesmerize is probably would probably be my favorite but it starts to bring in a little more variety and sound too yeah that makes it a little bit different yeah I, I mean, think we were listening to old school Hollywood, which before we started and that song has like a synth into mm-hmm. it. And it's like, it's very different from their usual sound. So you can see that they're bringing in new elements into their music on that album. I think one thing um, that kind of sets them apart in metal is the production, which was done with uh, Darren and Rick Rubin. Mm-hmm. And Rick Rubin really took some interesting things. He found them, um, play a show 
really early on in their career before their first album yeah and he liked it enough to say hey when you guys are ready get a hold of me yeah and he produced every album since like one through five he produced all of them and then later on it was darren and him that produced yeah but you know i think that you know like that uh, rick rubin is very iconic um and well known as a producer very much so jay-z adele um beastie boys slip you know like everybody you know anybody that is any the more recent uh eminem albums that people you know whatever but I think that that is one of the things is that like it's not overly produced, no. But it and it but it does sound good and and not like you know sometimes metal albums don't really sound that great with their production. Sure. But I think when you have a professional like Rick Rubin, it helps with you know making the album sound good. Slipknot has a similar kind of trajectory for them, and they're both kind of considered new metal, right? You know, but just very different. Yeah. Yeah. Just be, just because you use um, uh, turntables doesn't you know like right I don't know I wouldn't because they don't rap you know like Slipknot doesn't rap and and System of a Down doesn't rap but they both use very interesting you know like well System of a Down doesn't really use hip hop stuff but still like just very different in terms of um, metal basically yeah I yeah I because it with Slipknot. I think that they also have a similar, like they have a lot of thematics to it. And I think that system of a down brings a lot of thematics to their music. A song that comes to mind is like question, which has a lot of like very odd instrumentation. His voice is very powerful. It's a very thematic song. And I think that like the production really lends its hand to that. I even think that like the early album, like the self-titled album, also sounds very clean for a debut album you don't really get the sense that it's a debut album it's a, it's a very very strong debut album you probably wouldn't if you didn't have a decent familiarity with their discography maybe like you knew BYOB and Chop Suey or something you might not be able to place that as their first album no you know and if you didn't have a good idea of the tra- like you know what they sound like when you probably wouldn't know that. Oh yeah, this has got to be the first. Cause that's what right. that's really the only thing that clues you into it. Yeah, is the sound. I mean the the song that I remember from the self titled album the most is Sugar because that one had a, a pretty memorable music video and is a very very odd song in its own right. Was that the song or no? It was Shimmy that was in Tony Hawk Pro Skater Four. That's correct. Um, Sugar was just a single that came off of that album, and it's one that I remember. I think, if I remember correctly, I found that song by downloading the music video on LimeWire, which can't, you know. Yeah. Track on there called Soil, the initial name of the first group. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wasn't Spiders in Tony Hawk? Uh, I think in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Maybe. Why do you don't just know that? that? Don't quote me on it. All right. I feel like it, I, I feel like it was in something like that. I, you pro- it probably would be. I don't think it was. I, I just looked at Spiders and it says it was in the Scream Three soundtrack and in Rock Band Four, but it doesn't mm. say. Anything oh, about it probably Tony was Hawk. Rock Band Four Could that be. you're remembering then. I'm rock Band Four, maybe. I don't you didn't play Rock Band Four. You didn't get rock into that band one. Rock Band Four. Let's do a favorite track. I'm curious to see what Dax's is. Uh, mine uh, probably bounce. Bounce. Very... Hold on. Before you mm-hmm. play this, before you play this, I want you to play something uh, that I have in the the YouTube playlist. Oh, okay. It's the very. Well, it's gonna. It's getting ready. Oh god. <laughs> Hold on. It's getting ready. It's the last thing in it. Play that. You be a good boy, Leonard. Is that a that Secret was, Life of Pets? Thing? It is indeed Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> that, was a, that song's in the Secret Life of Pets. We got a link to that trailer. It's going to be in the description. But you can play. You can play it probably it. won't be in the description. Look it up.
live with a girl a bit late. She has so many friends. I brought my pogo stick just to show her a trick. She had so many friends. Of all the songs to pick, you pick Bounce. And I like it. You, it is so you think he really knows how to do a pogo stick? I wondered that. And I wonder it's if not it a has skill ever that's been hard a, to know. It's difficult. I, I, I used to do it. It's easy to do, hard to master, I think. Uh, I'd like to see him do that on a live performance. Like microphone on, pogoing while singing that song. That would be great. Very great. Who um, <laughs> who knows much about the Steal This Album story? I know a little bit. Um, I'm speaking to it a little bit. No, you, you. What do you know? Just the <laughs> the the fact that it was like kind of leaks from Toxicity, and then they just released it as an album. Oh, really? Okay, I'm pretty sure that that's part. that's what I had heard. Well, I just like the idea of them putting on their album, steal this album, and yeah. they're signed to a major label, and you know, like yeah, because they, I think they always were, weren't they? Were they always signed to a major label? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're being produced by Rick Rubin. I couldn't imagine Rick Rubin being like, I'm going to help. Yep. I'm yeah, they help always do. American Recording Company. I'm going to help rec- produce your sign. album, but I'm not going to put you on a good record label. It, it They really, from the get-go, were kind of in a good place to blow up the way that they did. But at the same time, nothing that they're doing speaks to me like their music should be popular. I don't know. I don't know if you guys disagree, but their music is just so eclectic that I don't know how a song, even a song like Chop Suey, becomes like a number one hit. I think it's, on any in, in any realm. Is it still okay? You didn't I, even touch it. Well, well, it looked like it stopped for a second. E school. He didn't touch it though. E school. Forget what I was gonna say. It was number one. How so? How do it, boy? How do, boy? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like it's just so different that people want to show it to people. It's kind of how I feel. And then it grows on you. I could see that. I feel like maybe. a lot of people like Disturbed. Ugh. And then people who said that to Disturbed were Ugh. like, ain't you got anything else? And then you're like, well, I have this. And that's System Up and Down. I'm like, well, this is good, so thank you. You go over to your pal's house, and they they have two CDs, Disturbed and System, system of a Down. Down. And they and have I the said, hidden. And let's just do the System of a Down, please. And they have a corn single. Ugh. And that's it. Ugh. Sorry about your musical collection, friend. Well, way she goes. So I, I do find that al- that it's very odd that that album was B sides. You're, I think you're correct about that. It was. I'm so- pretty sure songs that were left off of uh, Toxicity. Yeah. So in reality, they only really have three albums. That's true. Like three times they only... where they recorded different. Right. You know, like you had the first album, then you had the Did recordings from steal the, this album and then mesmerize and hit where the they were in the studio like yeah. so they've only been in the studio like three times together in their career that's pretty alarming. But, but i mean besides their uh first like i think they had five ep um yeah. recordings that were like bootlegs yeah they had quite a few early on so they had a drummer early on as well a different drummer than john dolian yes who left that poor guy who left system of a down what was he thinking mm-hmm. It it is odd though because this, Steal This Album is probably regarded as their least acclaimed album, which is still yeah. saying a lot because that was a very well received album overall. I mean, when it comes down to the System of a Down, doesn't really have a bad album from my perspective. They're pretty consistent, but uh, th- that album is John Dolian's favorite album. Oh, is it? That's what he says. Huh? And uh, that's where Boom comes from. I'll tell a, a a little tale of the Boom. It is a very politically charged song. Very. Uh, the music video was directed by Mr. Michael Moore. Truth. Who's a documentary film director that most people know. And uh, one time we were in uh, somewhere, Caleb and I, in my family. I believe it was Pizza King. And we were at a, a Pizza King or a Pizza... I think it was Pizza Hut, actually. Well, it doesn't matter either way. It's a pizza place. Pretty sure it was Pizza King. And they had a, a jukebox, and I put money in, and I played Boom. And my mom was like... Why are you playing this song? I'm very disappointed in you because it's very <laughs> against uh, Lord and Savior President George Bush, and um, and we were in a, a more rural uh, Republicany place. That and we were, it, they had it worried. in the jukebox. I know. So they were asking for it. They were. They knew their songs are consistently well messaged as yes. well. They have a lot of very. Like if you get past a song like I I A O, which is just a, a mesh of sound, chicken stew, 
chicken, chicken stew, stew, another great example. Uh, if you get past songs like even Vicinity of Obscenity, which is obscene, of course. Um, if you get past songs like that, a lot of their music is very, very well written lyrically mm-hmm. and has very interesting messages to it. If you look at a song like BYOB, which follows the same trajectory of a Ooh. boom. That's a good song to talk about because people think it's about, they don't get what it's about. Right. And then they had, they treat it as, for instance, I heard that song many times in the football locker room and it was aggravating because I'm like, you all suck. None of you know anything about any of this. Why do you think they were listening to it? Uh, because of the groove section of it. Because it's kind of like a pop song. Yeah. And honestly, that album, Mesmerize, when I listened to it for this this week, I was like, wow, a lot of these songs are really kind of pop songs. Yeah. That are just written to the tune of metal. Yep. You I know? would agree with that. So it's a pop song. They're very hooky. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like everyone, you know, everyone's going to the party, have a real good time. Yeah. But the party is war, so. Right. Oops. Right. But they didn't get that because they're too dumb. These are thick-skulled people, okay? I'm not saying everyone I played football with. But, you know, like general listeners don't really like sit down and hear some boy over here. Point in the You can hear the parts in the hooks like that, but you don't hear the other portions of the hooks. Which is alarming because the other part of the song is like, why do the presidents fight the war? Why do they always send the board? It's like, where were you? How did you only hear the party part? Well, the other thing is... uh, Our party. We were... Uh, we were watching some YouTube videos earlier this week that were kind of like uh, talking about System of a Down and stuff. Yeah. And one of them was a top 10, I Weirdest think. Weirdest uh, Yeah, strangest System of a Down lyrics. And I don't think I knew any of those lyrics. No. Like, I, I've i listened to this band, you know, for, what, uh, I guess 17 years, something like that. Nah, somewhere and, in that realm probably. And... I have thought I knew the words, but right. in reality, I don't no. actually know. Because they speak so quickly, yeah. and they're saying such weird things. Like, I well, don't even... I thought I knew the song. are the eyes of the horse on the jet pilot? Right. Like, they well, in, in BYOB, for instance, yeah. uh, it's the opening... After they say, why do they always send the poor? Barbarian... Hold on a minute. Uh, I've read this. This is quite good. Barbarian M's by Arbras with pointed heels. Victorious, victorious kneel for brand new spake and deals. Forward march or marching forward hypocritic and hypnotic computers. Mm-hmm. You, you depend, depend on, on arm, arm protection. protection. Yeah, you feed us lies from the Which I knew those lines, but like all of the all of the quick things that he's saying, I thought I knew what he was saying, but I had I know I don't I still don't even know what he's saying. Plus, with a deep voice, sometimes his the lyrics get buried a little bit because his voice is very deep and his delivery is very odd. Right, so sometimes they get kind of buried, so it can be difficult to make them out. But Jared, what is your favorite song from System of a Down? I don't know. Difficult, very difficult question. I know. Because I don't like, I mean, I like all, of, I mean, I like Chop Suey, BYB, like the the the, hits. the bangers, the, the hits, bangers, if you will. yeah. But I've, the oh, bops. man. I don't know. Why don't you say yours? I would love to. I struggled with this all week because I have so many favorite System of a Down songs. To rattle off a few that you should go check out, no from the self-titled album is a great song as is sugar i love chop suey i love shimmy because i that was my first introduction to system of a down was shimmy off of the tony Hawk pro skater 4 soundtrack which i will always sing the praise of great soundtrack um the whole back half of toxicity i love i e a i a i o wanted to make sure i got the letters correct on that one but my favorite track is off of Mesmerize. It has always been a classic in my mind, and that is Violent Pornography. Oh, oh boy. That's my favorite. Is it really? It is. Oh, boy. We get to double up this We do. Week. Do you All know right. where? I know where I want to go in it, so you can go somewhere, and I can go somewhere if you want, and if you just want to. We'll see if we know. land on the same spot. All right. That sounds fun. It's a
Yeah, that, oh, was, that is such a good song. That was the part. That's such a good song. Man, I love that song. I think that was the song from Mesmerized that like fully hooked me. It's a great transition into question. It's a great middle point of an album. And it's just a good song. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Me too. It's good. I feel like the song Lonely Day is basically a better version of Wake Me Up When September Ends. Absolutely. Oh, man. It's like... You know what I mean? Like a, 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 a yeah. metal slash punk ballad. That that's just how the this is the right way to do what you're doing. Right. You know? And it came out around the same time. I'm pretty sure that a year later, right? Because uh, American, American Idiot came out in 04, 04, then yes, and then this came out in 05. Yes. So American Idiot sucks though. So, you know. Thank I you. Don't say that. It, it sucks. Doesn't, it doesn't suck. It, it doesn't sucks, suck. and then every subsequent album is even worse. It's okay. Good. It's not good, and the music, the musical, yeah, worse, really, worse than the album. I Sucks. never watched it. Sucks. There's what, like two songs. What about I the Spider-Man musical idiot. that you two did? Is that worse or better? <laughs> I can't comment on that. Oh. I will. So back to uh, BYOB. Yes, that song got to number twenty-seven on the Billboard Hot 100 charts, mm-hmm. and I could not find another like top forty hit by a metal band. I looked at Corn, nothing. Slipknot, nothing. Um, I can't remember. Tool, I don't think, ever had a top 40 hit. It's because you didn't look at Disturb. They didn't have a top 40 hit. They're close. They didn't with uh, Down with the Sickness. That was not. Really? And their next closest was the Sound of Silence cover by Simon oh, and that's I hate that. And that one didn't. I think it got the to Genesis like 50 cover? or something. No, it's not. Uh, no, the what? Simon and Garfunkel Simon cover. Oh, that's where they had that. Oh, I was, think, I was just thinking. Which silence. isn't really a metal. Like, that. you know, no. that's. That's just them toned down completely. Yeah. They're not anything like Disturbed, and I don't think anybody even listening to it knew that they were listening to Disturbed when it was on the radio. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, some people did that knew Disturbed, but, like, you know, traditional pop radio probably were like, uh, that's Disturbed. Yeah. And they didn't really want to say that. Well, are we including things that go back to, like, the era of, like, hair metal, hard rock, all that kind of I am not things? including that. So, like, so Guns N' Roses. like, the late 90s, early 2000 era. Yeah, I mean, well, basically, like, and since... And everything since then. Yeah, since Guns N' Roses and Metallica, like, a band that has had a top 40 radio hit. I don't think... And certainly since then, I don't think any metal band has. No. The Sugar Ray Count? Stained and Limp Bizkit. Wait, does Limp Biscuit have a song that was a top forty hit? What do Papa Roach, System of a Down, Limp Biscuit, Disturb, Raging Against the Machine, and Stained all have in common? They all have a top forty hit. Angry White Boy Polka by Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> and if that song was a top forty hit, then technically all of those bands. Right. So check that one out. Um, Who did you just ask about before he did that? Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Oh yeah, did Limp, Limp Biscuit have a top forty hit? I can't imagine they would I have. doubt it. Yeah, I wouldn't see any I world where it. they would have. No, but they Limp, were also within that same era of like popularity. Limp Bizkit sucks. What about the the hit song Butterfly by Crazy Town? Does that count Ooh, as a metal yeah. hit? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. That counts. No, it doesn't. It doesn't In my count. heart. They're kind of a... No, no. No. That doesn't count. I was making a joke. I believed you. I just happened to listen to that song the other day for no particular reason, and I thought we were it talking snap. about it like a week ago. I was trying to figure out a way to because I did Crazy Town's Van's Hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's considered a rap rock song, and it mm. got to number one. Did it get to number one? Number one in the whole world. That's disgusting. In the I U.S. Love world, love that. But it's not technically metal. Yeah. No, I, I definitely my, agree. My that... point was since 05 when System of a Down did it. Right. They, nobody I don't think has since then. And prior to that, you don't really find any of those other bands in that genre do it. Till like 91. Yeah, like Guns N' Roses and Metallica. Did really. Rage Against the Machine have a, a number one? Or Most not number likely. One, but a top 40. Because that's kind of within the same realm. Looks like Papa Roach was in there with Scars. Was it? Mm. Uh, in 2005, in fact. Yeah, but that's not a metal song. That's a I'm that's just a saying. that's a that just a a poor Does that, version of a it's cock new rock metal. song. It's new metal almost. It's a cock rock song. Look, just because it sucks doesn't mean you have to. 
It's not metal, though. It counts, though. It's okay. close enough. No, it's not. Because if you're talking about a BYOB versus a Scars by Papa Roach, they're two... Rage never did. Vastly different things in OK Thank You. Rage's top hit was Gorilla Radio, and it only got really? to number 69. It wasn't Bulls on Parade? That's surprising. Does that Post Malone song with Ozzy Cow? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I, would, it you is... choose, would you choose System of Down over... Rage, I would personally, yes. I would, but yeah, I, I think would. that probably Rage wow, are more iconic. I would definitely choose Rage over System. Well, of yeah, Down. you would. I do enjoy Rage Against the Machine, but yeah, I would choose System of Down over them just because I think that System of a Down came up in a time that makes more sense for me to have listened to them than Rage. Rage's top album came out in '93. System of Down's top album for me came out 2005. Well, I, I was alive. To, I mean, I listened to both of them. I, suppose I was okay, alive too. I listened to. Not that I have an I'm issue with older drop music. kick you, dude. I listened to uh, I listened to System of a Down at that time in my my life quite a bit. And, I'm just but, saying that like I I was listening to music when that album debuted versus a Rage Against the Machine so album that, that so I I'm in the same boat though is what I'm telling you. I guess that's true. I'm not you know I was I listening you. to it when I remember when Mesmerize came out. I remember listening to it. Right. But I can't remember when a Rage Against the Machine album came out. Right. I was a toddler. Yeah, I understand. I can't believe that Rage Against the Machine's last album was a covers album. Was it? Yeah. That's a disappointment right there. And it was uh, produced by Rick Rubin. Don't they have a new one coming out? And uh, Brendan O'Brien and Rage produced it. Huh. Yeah, I. it is very odd because, again, System of a Down is an anomaly in so many different ways because you would not think a song like Chop Suey, BYOB, so on and so forth would be a hit song because it's not really been they're pop songs hidden in metal music but they're not BYOB they, is but they're not really like they there aren't other examples of it that's you know why I, it's so that's, popular that's why it's so interesting what Jared is talking about you want about, to hear something it? really crazy hmm. Toxicity came out the week of September 11th that's what I said yeah, earlier and got to number one yeah isn't that wild that's wild yeah but it came out you know the fourth, isn't that when it came out? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it was a week prior to. You got a whole week to reach number one with a big old album, boy. And it was pretty, it was not received well by certain sects of people because you had songs like Chop Suey that talk about suicide, and you're like, hey, censorship. Yeah, too bad but, they didn't listen to any of the rest of the song. True. That's a big issue that we see with a lot of this. You know what they need to do? Wake up, wake up. So oh, an, another uh, thing, Chavo, the d- bassist, Bass player. has directed multiple music videos of theirs, and yeah. he does art as well. And I wanted to talk a little bit about um, their post-System of a Down careers. Worth talking about for sure. So um, Darren has Scars, Scars on Broadway, on Broadway mm-hmm. now called Darren Malarkian? Malakian? Malkovich. Malkovich. He still regularly plays. She's like heroin as well. Darren Malakian presents Scars on... Like, he Mm -hmm. puts his name in there. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then Serge has, um, I think, three studio albums. That's correct. And then he also has done scores for He's done scores for a bunch of films. He did a thing with someone really interesting. I thought maybe we looked at it during the other episode. He did something very interesting. He had had another artist, Serge. Serge. And I can't remember what it was. Not to see if I can find it. And then uh, the and John Radio. John Dolian was um, the drummer for Scars on Broadway for mm-hmm. the first record, and then when Darren brought out the next album, which were all songs written at the time that he wrote the first album, yeah. Then he just played all the instruments on the second album. That whole thing is so weird. Yeah. And then you have uh, Chavo, who is in uh, a a rap group with members of uh, Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Is it RZA RZA? Or is it Giza? It's either Rizza or Giza. It is. And the fun... Hold on a minute. Let me bring it up here. It's called A Chosen. Yeah. It's featuring Rizza. Rizza, okay. A Kinetic Nine. And then Reverend William Burke is in, in there, too. Yeah. But um, they never released an album. They were, were active from 05 to 08 and made an album, and then it never came out. Huh. But... I bet that, uh, that millionaire pill... Pillmaker guy whose name is slipping me is gonna buy that album. Oh, Martin something or other. Screlly. Martin Screlly. Yeah. He's gonna buy that album. <laughs> he should. <laughs> um 
I think that Surge probably had the most success coming out of the group because the only... I really, really, really like the song They Say from Scars on Broadway. I've always really liked that song, but... Empty Walls is a great song, too. Empty Walls is probably the greatest success that any of the members had outside a system of a down. There's another really popular one from Scars on Broadway. The one that you like a lot? Maybe. I remember Um, there's a song that you like. I can't think of the name of it. I will look it up, because I will know it when I see it, and it is... Maybe I won't. Oh God, do I need to look you it up? Also, it. is it? It's not. Is it chemicals? Yes. Is it chemicals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it is worth considering what it is about their separate careers that is distinct enough that they can't find the same success that they had with System of a Down. Yeah. Because when it comes down to it. As much as Surge is a wonderful songwriter, vocalist, so on and so forth, Darren is also a great songwriter, vocalist, so on and so forth. Guitar player. Guitar player. They just mesh so well together that it's hard to imagine a scenario with them apart. And so when you take those pieces apart, they just don't they don't have the same impact. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever make another album? I'm going to say probably not. Mm, At this point, it's so. been 15 years, longer than Tool. Yeah. And the thing is, is that... Is it longer than Tool? I thought it was. Maybe not. No. How long Tool had it been? Tool had an 18-year gap, I think. Okay. Well, it's going to be maybe longer. Think. Maybe they'll do it then. They've talked about it. Shavo for a long time said they were going to make another one. Yeah. And then here recently, they've kind of come out and said the ego, like, Tool had 13 thing, years. Oh, 13. Oh, was it 13? Okay, thank you. But uh, the so e- longer than Tool? The e- like their egos, couldn't they couldn't get past their egos. They couldn't decide on how they wanted to make an album, things like that. The vision of everything. The vision and the scheduling and all. Because like, it took a long time for them to even get back together to start touring again. But right. since 2010, I think, they've been touring. And they're just playing their like old yep. songs for the past 10 years. Right. They haven't made anything new. I think that they have worked on new things but i don't think they've ever sat down and recorded new things i think that they have like kind of put the pieces together and i think some of them would like to put out new material i think they're waiting to put out new material but i think I just, that it, some of them want happen. to and some of them don't i, did I think that's that what some of them yeah. don't like um i think surge is one of them that doesn't really want to work on it anymore hmm. i don't even don't know quote me on that though. yeah i i think that at this point so here's here's what i'll say about it is that so they released albums um, during basically the Bush administration. Yes, you know, and God, I want to. I want to system of a town album. I know Donald Trump's association. That's what I'm like. I mean, so I guess maybe they thought they didn't need to, and it really doesn't matter that much because they don't always talk about American politics that much because they're all they are Armenian. all Armenian. Yes, and they talk about like when they talk about genocide, they're talking about things that they actually dealt with in Armenia. Right, you know, like the they, Armenian it's, genocide. It's they, first-hand accounts of yeah. things that we don't even like as Americans realize that are still happening, like to this day. Yeah, um, absolutely, or at least in that time. So, like we, they they are from California, like they're built out of California, right? But they're all from Armenia, and they have those political, you know, uh, things in their music based on that their political ties but they yeah. also talk about american politics and right. how that affects the rest of the world as well and which is like a lot of the stuff that they talked about in uh toxicity and still this album and yeah. even um mesmerized hypnotized so you know i i think that i do think that they're having another album would be important for the voice of what's going on right now what does system of a down think about current American politics, world politics, right? Things that are going on, yeah. Because I mean, I guess they could basically take a and a, pizzas, and pizzas. I'd like to know how they feel about pizzas at this point in time. Pizza, as pizza well. pie. Go Is that what you're talking about? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. 
I want them to re- I want them to record an entire album they do based about on that. their feelings about Papa John currently. Ooh, I would love that. Mm, I don't he know. He ate four. How many pizzas did he say? He ate thirty Why pizzas in a day. Why do you eat forty pizzas in thirty days? Yeah, but unfortunately, the song, the pizza song, is about marketing. That's true. That's true. Not about the pizzas. Yeah, even their strangest songs are probably Everybody they're all about something else. That you know well, they I mean? say it in the every song tells you what it's about. Oh, I know. You know, that's the thing about their lyrics. Yeah, they're talking is, about advertising. But that's what's so funny about their songs is the parts that are like a little bit quieter, where you can hear it and understand it, and that people that are the catchier are the parts that are goofy. Right. And the parts that are serious, where they tell you what they're talking about, that's the parts that people don't ever get. So, Jared, have you nailed down your favorite song yet? It's very difficult because I, I like all the I like all the weird songs, you know, like right. uh, vicinity of vicinity and uh, things like that. I think though, I listened to this song a bunch of times this week, and I think this is the song I'm going to choose. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to pick the song "Hypnotize." All right. I'm just Wonderful single. Very trippy music video directed by Shavo. Mm-hmm. Basis for the group. I, I That song is just like a great... I mean, it's not really a ballad, but it's like it's, I guess it's a love, a metal love song that's just... I don't know. I, I like right. that song a lot. It's a it's, very, very good song. And that was the first single, I think, off of that album. And that really, really opened that album up well. Yes. Oh, man. I love this Love It Down. <laughs> this is a good week to choose. I... This is very very early, but I think that System of a Down will be one of my top out or top groups of the year. I, it, it'll be very hard to find another group that I like that will be in the same realm as System of a Down for me, just because of how long they've had an impact on my listening. Like almost twenty years, like that's crazy that I've been listening to the same band and like returning to them. I have the same fond memories of them, and like really like this week. I've returned to this music more than I generally do with another group. Yeah, I agree. I finished the albums and said, I have this list of songs that I want to return to multiple times over. I'm not done with System of a Down. I wanted. I listened to a little bit of Elect the Dead. I listened to a little bit of Scars on Broadway. I didn't listen to any of the, the RZA hip hop it never came out because it never came came out out. but i would have if it was out i would have absolutely listened to it if it came out but i wanted to return to this and like there's something very hooky there's something very sticky about system of a down that i think makes them worth listening to true then do we have any closing also go ahead please it's also nostalgic for you yes but you can't deny that factor no i mean that's that's part of the reason i enjoyed it i'll have to admit as well right I think that, I mean, the other thing is that it's still, I mean, it's 15 years old for Hypnotize and Mesmerize, you know, this year, coming this year, and I, th- I mean, it's still relevant, and it, it's still, like, I, I feel so. like it's still relevant, well, it yeah. still sounds good, you know, and, and the other thing about it is, you know, when we pick groups, we pick a lot of bands, we have to listen to seven, eight, nine albums or whatever, and they all kind of, like either sound the same or you kind of get some lulls in the quality of the music. And you're like, this is just a pain kind of thing. But like with these five albums, I feel like the first three, you know, like really flowed pretty well. And then you get hypnotized and mesmerized, which I have those, you know, like historically positive feelings about them. And I know all of those songs. And so like this week was really good because I didn't get burnt out on in any way because number one, it wasn't that many, and number two is all stuff that I had liked before. And you picked it. I picked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is my choice. You gotta like it. So, uh, do you? Before we end, do you want to play that shame cover by Wu Tang Clan? No. Why not? Okay. Sorry. 
What an eclectic Wu Tang cover! It's cr- no, it's not even the cover though. Is the thing that because I mean, Wu Tang is, is on Wu Tang well. is on that song. So like, there's right. a lot of uh, comments on YouTube yes. that are saying, "How did this man get this the card? card. Yeah. How did he get this card?" And I mean, number one, he's Armenian. He's not white in term like he's not Caucasian. Well, Armenia is near the Caucasus Mountains, which is where the term Caucasian came from. Oh Southern my. Russia. Oh my, oh my. Anyways, Yikes. but still, like obviously, uh, Wu Tang Clan are comfortable with it. Yeah, they're comfortable enough to do this song and say, "Hey, we want you to do the song with us." They could have picked any of their songs. Didn't you know that Surge sings all the lyrics except for the N word, and Wu Tang comes in for no, the N word? No, they don't. No, know. they don't. I know. So that was on a compilation called Loud Rocks that has a uh, band or rock groups and rappers on it. Other quality things on there. You have uh, Everlast with Mob Deep. Sugar Ray is on here. Well, Sugar Ray. Crazy Town, as we mentioned before. Uh, let's see what Ozzy is on there with Wu Tang and Tony Iommi. Such an odd thing. It is Incubus with Big Pun. Still not a playa. And that's about it. That's the good stuff right there. Yeah, Incubus, man. That's some good stuff right there. Also, um. System of a Down did a cover of Berlin uh, called Metro. Berlin best known as the group that sang uh, Take My Breath Away. And they were in, uh, that song was on, I think, the Not Another Teen movie soundtrack or something like that. I it was on a couple correct. different contract, or soundtracks. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my, those are, those are the things I found this week. Tyler or Dax, do you have any closing thoughts about System of a Down this week? They were very good. I enjoyed this week a lot. I, I didn't remember really as much as like I it. I didn't remember as much as I. Very, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Why don't you let him talk? Go ahead, he Tyler. He hasn't tried. Well, it's pretty nostalgic music for me, which is good. I like it. I've liked it before. I like it now. It's still really good music, and it's still like it's still hard enough in just the right way, you know, to get you feeling good. Yeah, I jammed in my car. You know, people watched me on the interstate. I, you know, I'm swerving a little bit. It doesn't matter. You know, but uh, I don't know. It remind it does remind me of that of a different time. And it's weird that it does. It is weird that it's still all relevant in a way that it, it just still feels pretty fresh. And but it's just like that's a testament to like good music. You know. Yeah. It's good. It's good metal based music that has the twist that it needs to have. It has the message it needs to have. So it satisfies everything for me. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Record Roundtable. We've been talking about System of a Down this week. Next week we're going to be talking about Converge. We're going to be continuing Metal Month. Please do tune in. Hope you enjoyed. Check out our Facebook. Check out our Patreon. Have a good night. Goodbye.